What's poppin' everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Blake's Take with yours truly, Blake Neiman. And normally when you think of a Tuesday doubleheader, you think of either a baseball game or a pair of a basketball games. Rarely have we ever seen two football games played on a Tuesday night. It's rare enough for just one team to play on Tuesday, let alone two. But we had some great games that changed the ever-so-toss-up playoff picture in the NFC. Starting here out west where the Rams took care of business against the ever-so-awful Seahawks despite an early game deficit. Early on in the second half, LA was down 10-3 to Seattle, but then Cooper Cup kicked it up a notch and evaporated the deficit quickly with two touchdown receptions behind his 136 yards of receiving. His nine receptions on the night also broke Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce's franchise single-season receptions record by recording his 120th catch of the season. What a receiver we have on our hands. But when we get down to the grit and the grunt, Sony Michelle was the ground game and he was a major factor in allowing the Rams to keep the ball moving with 115 yards on the night on just 20 carries. The defense also held up their end of the bargain, not allowing Seattle to put up any points in the second half with a consistent pass rush from Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey keying in on the Seahawks' number one target in DK Metcalf, holding him to just six receptions for 52 yards. The Rams now improved to 10-4 on the season and are just one game back of the Packers for the NFC one seed. The Seahawks, on the other hand, now fall to 5-9, confirming their first losing season since 2011 and almost certainly knocks them out of the playoff picture. Unfortunately, it seems as though the Russell Wilson-Pete Carroll era has come to a close. With one of the worst performances of Wilson's career and one of the worst seasons under the Seahawks that Pete Carroll has coached, it seems as though their hopes of having a run at another championship have come to an end. Ever since their back-to-back Super Bowl appearances in 2013 and 14, it has been a downward spiral for the Seattle, and this season was the final collapse. The Seahawks have not made it past the divisional round since that loss to the Patriots in Super Bowl 49, losing their contention for a championship. As the Legion of Boone has slowly faded but in over that time span, and really the only two players that the Seahawks have left from those championship runs are Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, which are the core pieces of both the offense and defense right now. It's time for Seattle to move on and start a rebuild. The contending days for them are over, and it's time to focus on the future after Wilson. So, out to Philadelphia we go now where the Eagles were flying sky high in a key divisional matchup against the Washington football team. The Eagles showed out with their best offensive showing of the season with 519 total yards with 236 of them coming on the lethal ground game spread between Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and Jordan Howard. In fact, over the past seven games, the Eagles have been averaging 214.4 rushing yards per game, the highest in the league. Jalen Hurts also looked very strong in the past game, connecting with lethal wideouts in Jalen Rager, uh, Devontae Smith, and Greg Ward. 
Hurts continued to stri- continuing to str- make strides in the past game is what is going to take him to the next level as well as his team to the next level. I truly believe in his abilities and his chance at p- p- taking that next step to become an elite dual threat quarterback that can be a large contributor on a contending team. Speaking of which, with the win, the Eagles have slipped their way back into the NFC playoff picture. Who would have thought? As they are now tied with a 7-7 record with the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints for the final playoff spot. The Eagles have the head-to-head advantage over the Saints, which helps, but don't really have any advantage over the Vikings as the two have not played this season. Nevertheless, the remaining schedule looks to be much better than Minnesota's as the Vikings still have to face the Rams, Packers, and not really the Bears. They're, they're kind of awful, but the Rams and Packers, they can definitely slip up there and lose a couple, go- couple of games, while the Eagles have to just face the two losing record teams in the Giants and the Washington football team and then round off their season with a great rivalry game against the Dallas Cowboys, which will be a good one that they'll be amped up for. So they could potentially win out and win, or worst case, go 2-1. and one. So really now it's not that far-fetched for the Eagles to make the playoffs after what seems to be an awful season after a three and six start what a turnaround it has been these final three weeks of the nfl season are going to be key to see who gets into the playoffs which teams win their respective divisions and who gets that over so uh ever so uh, delightful bye week going into the playoffs and getting to rest up the packers are hoping to get it but the rams are creeping up on them and in the afc the patriots and the chiefs are battling it out so it's going to be fun to see how all the teams win their final uh games uh, three games of the season and how this nfl season finishes finishes off as we head into the playoffs. Hope you all enjoyed that Tuesday night edition of uh, football here around the NFL. You can catch all of the dates of football Monday through Sunday here on Blake's Take on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. I hope you all enjoyed. Subscribe and like if you did, and I'll see you all in the next one. Have a great day.